All right. Welcome back, y'all. It's another week of She Raised the Pants. Season three, episode seven. I feel like I'm spitting into the mic. <laughs> All these peas. Um, but yes, I'm Tay. I'm Tay. And this week, we're going to be talking about internalized misogyny. Ooh. This is our main topic for the week, y'all. Yes. Um, Just a period, right? We're going to do, are we going to do a couple episodes about this? No, I think it's just this one. Okay, okay. Um, but you know, there's shit everywhere, so. <laughs> I mean, it may pop up. It's a lot to say. <laughs> but before we get into that, let's talk about who are the pants this past week. Yes. Um, I'll go first. Okay. My woman or person, because I keep forgetting we have other people outside of women. Yeah. Um, her name is Letitia Springer. She is a woman and she is in charge of the solidarity fridges that are I'll just say like, around Atlanta. Um well let me say some of them because I know there's a lot of efforts, a lot of different people making efforts. Okay, so. and what are these? Because I don't necessarily understand the concept. Okay, so solidarity fridges are, it's just an effort to, um, I guess, closen the, the food gap in our communities. So there's, there are a lot of people who are unhoused and, um, I don't know, I've been recently getting, been getting uncomfortable with the term homeless. Um, I don't know why. We can say, someone told me what was the word to say. Um, I think it's without a home. I okay, think, I can't remember what it is. Um, because we shouldn't say homeless, you know, because it makes them seem like they're lesser than. Yeah. Even though obviously they are, they have, they don't. You know. Anyway, we just want to be <laughs> yes, politically correct because I could really just go on a tangent right now. But yeah. But yes, for those who are without a home or. Because there are a lot of people who have a home, but who do not eat. So yes. it does, um, it provides fresh food. So that could go for veggies, um, fruits, bread. But it's kind of like those fr- um, free lending libraries that you so see. So is it like a literal refrigerator that's yes. sitting outside with food in it and yes. you can go and grab what you need? Yeah, and, and you can put, you can put as well. Wow. So yes, that was beautiful. the other half. So. I love it because I've been wanting to be a part of something like this. And wow. I feel like around the time I said it, I had recently gotten in contact with her. But anyways, yes, along with that, people in the community can also do their part if they'd like to also bring food or like non-perishables and things wow. like that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And are there any located in Atlanta? There are so many. Okay. okay so there's awesome. this, she, she's so amazing to me and you can, I'm, I'm so excited to talk about it. <laughs> but the ones that are near here um so hodgepodge on moreland there is a fridge there there's a fridge at joystick as well okay um there's one in the west end and she's literally there- like popping them up everywhere are there any other states that they exist within or is this like strictly something she does in like georgia because it's like what she this is a great question as well i think as of right now the fridges are just now in atlanta but she has so many people supporting her and it's literally just a community effort there's no she has no she's not some millionaire she has no funded yeah she's not funded by anyone or anything she doesn't have any grants any loans or anything so any money 
It's literally through the community or from her pockets. So if you have time, you need to donate right now. What's the organization called? Free 99 Fridge on Instagram. Free 99 Fridge on Instagram. Yes. And also pull up at those locations at Joystick, HodgePodge, and in the West End. And drop off some food if you're not able to donate money. You can volunteer if you're handy. You can um, help to keep the fridges in maintenance if she has yes. a location, a new location. Like, there's like a whole... Um, Slack. Are you familiar with Slack? I'm familiar with Slack. Yes, I okay. actually use Slack. To it's take like the like new group before. Yeah, I love Slack. I've been using it for like four years now, yes. just for like group projects. Um, yes, specifically because it's easy to organize things. And um, yes, yeah. she has a GoFundMe, a Cash App, a Venmo. She has like a whole link tree with all this stuff. So Period. you can volunteer in any shape or form. If you literally have a fridge, you want to donate. If you know, if you have a business that you would love for to be a location because she has to plug it up you know and all that stuff so (laughs) yeah it's really i love it and you know i'm really passionate about food and agriculture and um just people being able to eat like that's very important to me um so I love this initiative, and I think you're amazing, Letitia Springer. <laughs> yeah, and of course, all the the helpful hands around Atlanta that's yeah. been helping. And if you need food, go get some. Yes, please go get some food. It's nothing to be ashamed about. Uh, there's a service here uh, that's trying to provide for you, so go on ahead and take advantage of that. Continuing on with food, which is crazy <laughs> yes. that we both chose people that did a project based around food or not technically food for me but like yeah i my person who wears the pants this week is a woman and her name is Ryder, and it's just Ryder. there's no last name nothing like that because she's a star (laughs) and that's on period okay so Ryder's birthday recently passed and she decided to release a project that she's been working on for i'm assuming a couple of years now because it's amazing there's no way that she didn't put that much time into it yeah um so basically this project is called a table for two okay and it's saying here that it's from two that she started it in 2019 after ending a two-year relationship i began to reflect on what i provide in a relationship and if i'm willing to receive what i put out table for two is a photo series showcasing romantic couples dining on a regular date but instead of being served food they're being served what they have to offer their partner wow and writer is a photographer and i believe that she shot this entire project on manual on a manual film camera and this was her very first time using a manual film camera is what it says here yeah for the very first time um i like that so writer's instagram is at ryd dot d-e-r writer um she is a visual artist and photographer and she is the art curator at cam kirk studios oh lovely yeah so y'all definitely make sure you tap in with her i had the pleasure of working with her on that nike campaign that we did for social status her and yvette glasgow um teamed up to do that and honestly her energy was amazing and i can't wait to work with her in the future and i hope that you all decide to just even check out her table for two um project it is the link is in her bio okay okay yeah i'm tuned in i really like the idea of that yeah 
I like the the concept that she has. Like, basically, this is amazing. Yeah, I know, I know. So basically, Wait. she has like a receipt that she has written different names on the people who are in the relationships so that are being this. photographed. She also has like the subtotal being twenty four. I'm assuming in reflection to her twenty fourth birthday. Um, I don't know if she's actually 24. She seems older than that to me because not because she looks older, but because just like the energy is giving just like well-trained, mature old soul. She is like (laughs) it. okay, And she has I don't know. She's just really it for me. Like, (laughs) I love this concept is amazing. I love. Okay, so I see that she studies color theory. Yes. I see that all throughout this. She actually did a project called Color Theory in collaboration with um, Research and Development, which is a company that um, my friend Elliot McKnight owns, and he's also super dope, so tap in with him. Little plug there for my friend Shameless. But yeah, (laughs) they did a project called Color Theory together, and I think that the website might still be up if you go to Research and Development's link in their bio and also Elliot McKnight on Instagram I think there might be an underscore something in there but you'll find him if you go to her page I'm sure she mentions him at some point but yeah check out that project as well as Table for Two which is her most recent release super cool that was super that's very I I haven't seen anything that has been that great in a long time it's crazy because a lot of (laughs) photographers they're putting out work consistently but there's not really ever a it's never like content creation. You know what I mean? Like yes. there's not a full fledged rollout and project connected to it. Yeah. I think she does a really good job of or actually, concept. Yeah. Like that concept having is so a concept. In-depth. Absolutely. I love that so much. I love being inspired and seeing art. Like it's it feels great. I've looked at it like three times. <laughs> no, I'm in like definitely the past go back. five days. Like every time I think about it, I go look at it. It's kind of crazy. I love it. And I just love the way the website is set up too, because it's not a yes. traditional website where you're just yes. looking at a photo gallery. It's actually a curated site with a freaking like sliding scale yes. of her photos. Uh, and I can't believe they're shot on film. They look digital as fuck. Yeah. It's but like it's, with And that was her first time. That's talent. I know. <laughs> Are we enamored? I'm literally blown at the amazing. I'm just I'm no, amazed. I'm um, I'm blown away. I'm amazed. Um and I'll be watch I'll be looking at it again <laughs> before today yes. ends. I know I will. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love so all this love for women and femininity. Let's get into this internalized misogyny. Mm -hmm. The good stuff. The good stuff. Um, Okay, so we kind of, you know, every Thursday we brainstorm for She Wears the Pants. And I know it seems like we're going off the top of our domes because we're these intelligent, beautiful savant podcasters. However, we do plan. There is a little bit of a planning process, though we might freestyle some of this. (laughs) And we came up with a couple of key things that we wanted to point out. So the main thing that kind of inspired this was Tyrone saw a tweet. Yes. Tyrone is our producer. Tyrone saw a tweet that was basically like a thread of internalized misogyny. Mm -hmm. Whether those... And internalized misogyny, guys, are just things that you think should happen in gender roles that are just like, (laughs) you know, 
frivolous things, you know, such as like men should always take out the trash. Men should propose. Women shouldn't have to work. Women who work are too strong and that's why they can't get a man. Things along those lines fall into internalized misogyny. Google it if you don't know what it means. <laughs> I'm not about to sit here and continue to explain it. Okay, wait, I have a definition. <laughs> misogyny. Thank you, Shade, for being kind to our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so misogyny is a noun. Mm-hmm. And it is defined as the dislike of, comma, contempt for, comma, or ingrained prejudice against women. I think I think we kind of misconstrue that definition a lot in like day to day or like misuse the word. I think so, too. It's like gaslighting. Oh, yeah, I hate you. That. <laughs> it happens so often. It's like the word is overused because the thing is overused. Yes. Oh, it's circular Same with reasoning. Uh, the word is overused because misogyny is overdone. Mm. It's definitely giving what it was supposed to give. Yes. <laughs> but I guess it's basically in as a woman agreeing with these things that are considered um, misogynistic. Mm. So yeah, things that we internalize and kind of be like, wow, I actually miss that nigga cat calling me at the gas station. Right. Am I ugly? Do I I have the ugly? (laughs) (laughs) So that was one thing I wanted to talk about with you. Yes. Do you know what you're internalized? Or what's one thing that you feel like you've internalized within misogyny? Mm. And then I want to answer that question too. I will say it was funny. It was a joke, but I can kind of relate to the gas station thing. Just off of recently, I had an experience where I stayed at my mom's house. I was house sitting. And of course, I don't live there, so I don't frequent what's around there anymore as much. So like the gas stations, I don't even go to that barbershop anymore. I don't go, you know, whatever. So naturally, I'm frequenting things over there. And I was like, damn, I kind of missed being over (laughs) here. Damn, I kind of miss being over here, you know, from familiarity. Anyway, so I go into the gas station. I'm just getting some snacks. And, of course, there's just niggas just talking. And I was like, <laughs> "What? you know what? This is kind of refreshing. I haven't been to this show in a long time. I try not to, like, when I go out to the gas station, usually nowadays, I'm, like, in a hoodie, <laughs> sunglasses, do-rag. Like, you can't even see me so i really hope you don't talk to me like i'm real i really hope you don't if you come up to this gas pump i'm making you pump my gas that's how i'm I feel really trying well. to make sure i'm not seen right at all <laughs> but i was i was taking my time and everything and he was literally following me around the store and i was like wow that hasn't happened in a long shawty do you look good t- it was probably it was a confidence booster <laughs> i must look good today because these niggas following me around the gas station <laughs> but that happened to me recently. So that's definitely one thing I can think of. What about you? So, like off so the top you're of my saying head. your internalized misogyny is like it's it, it's a confidence booster, the cat calling at I the won't, gas station. I won't say that. But it did feel like that at that point. Okay, that was just like a that moment. day. Okay. Because there's days where I'm like, nigga, I go toe to toe with these niggas sometimes. Okay. Okay. I could feel that too. Like, shut the fuck up. And now we're <laughs> arguing. Now we're straight up yelling in this bitch. 
I think my internalized misogyny is a lot of different things, right? Yeah. Because I just really think that women should be like sitting down on a couch with their feet up <laughs> and or, do we... or doing whatever it is that they want to do. Yeah. I think women should like not have to do anything that they don't want to do. Yeah. And men should pick up all of the slack. Like That's the gas my pump. internalized misogyny. Men should be pumping gas. Men should be <laughs> taking out trash. Men should be proposing. Yeah. Men should be cooking, cleaning, oh barefoot, pregnant in the kitchen. They should be doing all of those things. <laughs> Anything that I don't want to do, there should be a man do there it. to pick up the slack. And that's my internalized misogyny. <laughs> it's something that I'm working on. I've been doing really good with taking the trash out at my place. Um, I don't do it all the time because, like, again, internalized misogyny. Like, I'm not about to be taking out the fucking trash. But <laughs> I do it sometimes just to show my partner that, like, um, he doesn't have to do it alone. You know? uh, I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of it just sounds like, hmm. yeah, like, why do I have to do this? Is what we get for fighting for inclusion. Literally, I'm okay. Let me just <laughs> relax because women's empowerment is like my thing. Um, but yeah, inclusion. So, here's my thing about like equity and inclusion women are already better than men. The only problem is that we're not getting paid. Nor respected, the, nor yeah, like exactly like everything else. We are not being paid properly in the workplace. It needs to be equal there. There needs to be equity. And we are not being considered properly in the workspace and in professional situations and we are not being respected properly. We're not even being valued. We're seen. not right. Exactly. And it's crazy because they know they do value us and they know it, but they know oh, yeah. that because the system does not allow does not make them pay us our rate, they're like, Yeah, we're gonna get all this value that she offers mm -hmm. for a lot less. Mm -hmm. That's what they think. So I think once that pay gap is bridged, shit will just get better. And women are already shitting on y'all with the wage gap being the way that it is. So can you imagine? Can you? you know wow, how I was nasty it's going to be when that shit closes up and we meeting y'all right there in the middle getting Ooh. paid the same rates as y'all for the same jobs, but doing it better than you? It's going to be your balls drop. fucking sick. <laughs> so strap on your seatbelts, bucko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a little passionate there, but that's my internalized misogyny. Is I think that women should not have to do anything they don't want to do, and men should pick up the slack. I don't that's think it. that's bad though. Would that be? Is that I don't think it's bad, but it's internalized misogyny technically because people are saying that it, there should be equity and it should be completely equal, like bill split. Like everything has to be exactly equal. That's what that's what equality looks like to people. But I believe in equity. And I think that that's a reflection of, for me, that's a reflection of equity. Women being able to do whatever they want. Cause I feel like women naturally like want to nurture yeah. and like heal the world. Mm -hmm. And we have, you know, Yes, and I don't think that that weight should be on our shoulder, but I think it naturally happens. And that's why I say everything that we choose not to do, men should have to pick up the slack. But it's not going to be done well. That's what we, that's the problem. Yes. That's and I was just the about to say in the do corners. we need to be fighting for equality? And this is internalized misogyny too. Men cut I think men cut corners, and that might not necessarily be true in all situations, but in my head 
That's all I've seen from you niggas. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, internalized misogyny is just something that men made up to make women feel bad for holding you bitch ass niggas accountable. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't think that's true. (laughs) I think I think it just be like, damn, I actually do believe this deep down. Someone. okay. there's some good ones that I've seen. Mm hmm. Um, is are these from the tweet or from Twitter that uh, yes okay cool so we're gonna read some from the tweet that we based this episode off of um holding oh, I can go on for days about this mm. holding mothers to an extremely higher standards than fathers that's definitely a thing yeah where when I, I hate that let me tell you when I go out I mean I don't mind my sorry I don't mind my friends asking me like oh how's Zora because it's like they've lived they know Zora. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you are my close friends and you ask me about Zora, like, cool. Yeah. Like, y'all see her. Y'all yeah. know her. That's my baby. Whatever. <laughs> Whenever I go out, I'm like at a party. It's like my day off from being a mom. <laughs> People are like, how's Zora? <laughs> how's Darian? <laughs> Bitch, you don't know me. And that's what Zora would tell you if she heard you asking about her. <laughs> Anyway, and we at the club. Yeah, when I when, Dar- when Darian's out, when Darian's out, <laughs> they're not like yo. And, unless people literally know him, they're not asking about How, where being a good dad. Where's Zora? Like people asking me, where's Zora? Why would I have Zora with me at the club? Yeah. Like, are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Like, she with her grandma. Duh. <laughs> like, <laughs> she with her daddy. Like, duh. She's fine. People don't ask him that. They're not like, oh, where's Zora? It's like, right. come on now. I'm sure some people do, but they're like probably people closer to him, you know? And yeah. that, granted, that might have a lot to do with how we carry ourselves on social media. I, you know, that's I, still real we, though. We don't post Zora, but like I'm constantly talking about, I'm a mother. Like every caption. <laughs> no is, drama. I'm a mother. No drama. Like, yes, everything is letting people know that I'm a fucking mother. With him, it's just like, you know, I happen to have a baby. Like, I'm a father. Yeah. And I love it and it's fun and I'm happy about it. But yeah, I do think people hold mommies to a higher standard like even when mothers like don't live with their kids and like their dad has full custody it's like yeah. oh she must be a terrible a mother because the judge would never take a baby away from their mom <laughs> they do that shit every day all the time <laughs> you know how many kids are in the system because they were taken away from their every mothers day. who were completely capable but unfortunately fell on hard circumstances oh, wow. this makes me think of an article i've seen on Twitter, anyway, so. donate to the Tinder Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I saw you um, repost them today. Yeah, so we're actually yeah. doing an event tonight, uh, and all of the proceeds are being don- donated well. to the Tinder Foundations. Every time I get a chance to like host something, I'm like, mm-hmm. are you willing to donate to the Tinder Foundation? That's like <laughs> one of my things that I like force people to do. It's like, oh, you want me to throw an event for you? What's the budget, and are you willing to donate to the Tinder Foundation? <laughs> <laughs> Those are my things. It's like on my, it's just like on my list in my contract. <laughs> okay, so what are some more tweets you saw? Okay, okay. Um, along the same lines, thinking my child is ultimately my responsibility as a mother. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Even if the father is present. Oh yeah, in any regard. Yeah. Sometimes I, it it ends up being a last resort like things 
that you have to do because yeah the father isn't present but I definitely think that's um, something that mothers may internalize yeah even with their father present yeah yeah because the words dad we live together (laughs) like we all we live together we're in a relationship and I often do feel you know guilty at times I'm weak. Someone said going to the club. (laughs) Someone said, "Whose responsibility is the child supposed to be, or am I missing something?" Right? (laughs) (laughs) Internalized misogyny (laughs) again. Like, is the child's responsibility? I mean, is your responsibility not the child as a mother? Right. Like, that's not what I'm saying, nigga. (laughs) Like, I'm saying ultimately. Hence, ultimately means, like, solely my responsibility. I don't have support. Even though you might actually have support. Feeling like you have to take on more than you need to. Like, that's the phrase, it takes a village. That's very real. When women and men don't have support and they are the sole provider of the child, it is hard as fuck yeah so yeah that yes ultimately is the key word there person who asked that question (laughs) it (laughs) should not you know there if you have support you know use it yes keep them resources in your pocket you need them for Mm -hmm. sure as a mother and a father as a parent you are going to need a break every time if not all the time yeah all the time pass that baby (laughs) to him for sure um, hating pick me's more than I hate misogynists. That one's so good. That's <laughs> is that internalized misogyny? Oh yeah. Okay, well I've internalized that misogyny. <laughs> the fuck? Cause it's it's like you would rather give attention and hate towards the woman mm-hmm. who has internalized the misogyny more than right. the actual Explain what a pick me is to the people who don't know what that is. A pick me is a woman or a person, a person who dates men that (laughs) is choosing to internalize misogyny like basically saying things like I cook and clean after I get off work so I don't know why you all can't do it too and they'll tweet that openly hoping that a nigga will slide in their DMs (laughs) and say oh you cook and you clean and you got a job let me live on your couch baby in exchange for sexual pleasure (laughs) cause that's the type of shit you get when you act like a pick me like I'm just gonna be real them hobo sexual ass niggas is sliding in your DMs Every time you say some pick me ass <laughs> shit, a hobo sexual man comes back to life. <laughs> my whole chest, uh, hobo sexual. Yeah, that is yeah. So yeah, essentially someone who tries to appeal to men and make themselves differ from women, like they're yeah. they're better than women for doing this. Like for I men. have a natural body, and that's so it's why like, men pick want me, pick me. me. Like pick me because I can. Please pick you know, me. Yes. Yes. Like that. I, yes, my hair is natural, and I don't wear a lot of makeup, and men love it. And all you girls trying to wear weaves, and all you girls with those <laughs> fake bodies, I don't know who you're Bro. trying to impress. Like, come on, girl. Get yourself together. We're all cute, and all these niggas love all of us. It's funny because... There's no competition. Someone... It can easily be reversed, like... 
there's men who pretend to be feminist or have feminist values in order to not only that but like the pygmies themselves can say like why are you going so hard to separate yourself from other women to appeal to men when they came up with this whole structure like you don't have to be none of this right in reality they don't know what they want they don't know if they like plastic they don't know if they like natural they don't know if they like wigs they don't know if they like short haircuts they don't even like because everything yet. be in and out and, and every right. day and trying to appeal to men is just so stupid yeah because they're they're always changing their minds and no um, literally and sometimes it's very violent like women will cosign violent behavior yes like I, I don't even want to yes publicly create an example because there's so many y'all know what we're ass, talking about yeah but like if you see i don't know if you see something that's happening against women miss some type of misconduct and there's always some bitch underneath like i don't women know what they're talking about no they say or, women do this too Yes, there's always one of those. There's always one of those. We're not even talking about that right now. Like a woman will tweet and (laughs) say, "Um, "Why do men get paid more than women?" And someone will come, a pick me, will come under the post (laughs) and be like, "There's some women who get paid more than men." Like, we're talking about we know we're talking about a system, and you talking about specific situations that barely come about. (laughs) Shut the hell up! (laughs) And that's not even you. Like, speak for yourself. You're. They usually don't be them. I'm gonna just let it go. Like I said, this is a part of my internalized misogyny because I hold women to a higher standard than I hold men to sometimes. And maybe that's what it is. Yeah, because I really just want women like I'm like right now. My mission is to make sure that women are empowered and like pygmies like that's not empowering to me. So I'd be trying to help them. And like niggas, I've already kind of low key. I'd be it's easier for me to give up on them than it is for me to give up on women. (laughs) And that's something I'm working on. That might be my internalized. I got a lot of internalized misogyny, y'all. We all do. God damn. Let me think of some. I definitely agree with a lot of, a lot of stuff that's on this list. What else is on there? Just a couple more before we move on. Okay. Um, mm, Oh, the whole like, um, Okay, some woman mentioned feeling guilty for making food. So a part of like the home homemaker mm. thing and blah blah blah. Sometimes she feels like she's more valuable to men because she enjoys it. Making versus, food. Yeah. Or just you know, mm. just being hospitable and like making food and feeding people. Like she loves that. Wow. But sometimes she'll be like <laughs> like <laughs> I can make a fucking I can. risotto, bitch. <laughs> and feeling bad about cooking for a man or like just being good at cooking because it's basically like she's been programmed to think like yeah, like who you cooking for people, automatically. Yeah, it's like, people who cook. If I need you're to be cooking, wife. you cooking for a man, or if you cooking like you trying to get married. Yeah. When really she just enjoys cooking. Yeah, and that might result in her getting married faster than some of you hoes, and that's okay. I think I've, I've definitely <laughs> thought that at one at one point. I think like, that too. Or even in casual, it transfers to casual conversation, or like just in how we talk. Like I'll see a lot of times people like you know put their food on Instagram and like somebody me need to wife me. Me and Sade, we be cooking right, and we be putting it on the in, on the Instagram. 
And um, yeah, sometimes I think about that because people will like DM me and say, oh, you trying to get wiped or like something like that. And, and I'll be like, like, yeah, you already know what the fuck going on. Like, <laughs> but I'm like, damn, like, that's not even what I'm trying to right. do. And I know that they're that. trying to give me a compliment. And that's why I responded <laughs> that way. But like later, I'm like, damn, I'm not even really trying to get wiped. I'm, I like cooking. Like, it's really like, it's fun for me. And I like to eat. Like, so I'm taking, I'm and really taking it. care of myself. Like, <laughs> by making this food. Like, it's not for anybody else. Yes. That's some good self-talk to combat. <laughs> so let's talk about this topic that we came up with on Thursday. Are we performing in a role assigned by society or doing what we actually want to do? As that we, was a good question to was go good. to that from. It was. I think it's the latter. Or we're, I think we're being programmed and we're following it on unknowingly Mm. because we do things like that to kind of when i say do things like that we um like cooking or or just i guess shame women for certain things Mm, okay because like oh you let that nigga pay for your rent oh you let that nigga pay for your nails or or the opposite (laughs) like oh you don't you don't let that nigga pay because some some women are like thinking Thinking, thinking that I don't need a man or I don't want men to pay for certain things because in reality, that's all women want. Just pay for stuff. But people will make you feel bad for shit like that. Yeah, and some people, yeah, because I, I do know a lot of women who are like, I'll never let a nigga pay for shit in my life because I can provide for myself and... Um, I, you know, I never want a nigga to think that I owe him shit. And it's like... You should be able to take gifts without feeling like you owe people anything. Yeah. And you should also be able to provide for yourself without feeling like it's going to deter men from wanting to give you gifts and still wanting to love you. Or you should be able to accept if someone does want to pay your rent or pay for your nails. And it shouldn't make you feel any less independent or any less self-sufficient. Right. But... It's a lot going on on both sides. (laughs) This is deep. It's just funny because it works. (laughs) The patriarchy is so fucking funny because it works against men. Too. Majority of the time. Yes. (laughs) But they came up with it. (laughs) These goofy motherfuckers (laughs) didn't put put rules in place trying to make us stay in our place. Like ended up paying for everything. Men were literally the caretakers. Men wanted women to stay home and cook and clean. And uh, uh, uh. So now right. when women are like, okay, so pay my rent. Men are like, but who said that? And let's talk about those roles. Okay, so misogyny has, or patriarchy has, you know, advanced. And it has, yeah. like, changed a lot because of um, the women's rights era mm-hmm. and Things like that. So there was a point in time where men were the caretakers or the sole providers. Women were the caretakers or the homemakers and men were sole providers. That resulted in a lot of physical abuse, Mm -hmm. emotional abuse, um, women having to stay in situations Mm -hmm. where they weren't valued or were being harmed because they were not literally not able to provide for themselves because they could not work. Mm Um, and that has changed a lot. Yeah. Now women are 
being paid to do jobs. We're allowed to work legally and we aren't being, you know, it's less taboo to not have children and choose your career over children or over family or have both. A little less. Some people. Yeah, it's a little, it's still a little, you know, there's, there's some, (laughs) some there's some shaky bakers in there, (laughs) but for the most part, you know, we've tried our best to transition in that direction. Of having both a family and a career or choosing one. Um, So there's women able to leave situations and there's men feeling less strong (laughs) (laughs) because they're not the ones taking care of everything. I hate that, though, because it just sounds like a personal problem. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, nigga, if you're not satisfied with the money you're making, go get another job. Period. Go get another job. Why? Like literally, <clears throat> make me want to leave my job because you getting so much money. Come on, come on. Because you just getting so much money. It's like and you just taking care of so much. And this is an ex- a great example of why it works backwards because you have there has been a stereotype created or let you know like a system created to where we believe the word we should feel like. Oh, men can do X, Y, and Z, all the breadwinners, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, okay, on the other end, like, I know personally, my sister was in a relationship and she was making more money at the time than who she was in a relationship with. And he was upset. And she was like, I'm working two jobs. Wow. What are you mad about? Like, get a get fucking a job. job. What are you? It's simple. You, but you wanted this. You wanted to live together. You wanted to get in a relationship with me. You wanted ex. I'm always gonna pro- provide for myself. That's at really the end like of the fucking that's day. like you said. He's upset with himself more than he's upset and with her. And this is why because he can't even provide for himself. She's providing for him and her. You're mad, that, and that's okay. You shouldn't be, but you're not mad at her. You're mad at yourself. Yes, be mad at yourself because you're losing against the patriarchy right now. There is a whole hawk. <laughs> um, anyway, we're in Atlanta, y'all. There's hawks out here. It's real. Um, that that your point kind of leads me to something we wrote down in our notes. Okay, okay. The stay-at-home dad agenda. Mm. So I have an example of this. I have an aunt and an uncle, mm-hmm. and my aunt has mainly been the breadwinner in the family. Like, of course, he provides in other ways. He's a stay-at-home dad. He's an amazing father. He has his own business. He works from home. And they have four kids. And, I mean, now their kids are starting to get to the point where they're – everyone's – in either in college or graduated from going to college this year or graduate grad graduated from college and having babies and moving on with their life so now he's like you know he's got a job he's working as a professor like you know he's doing his thing but i just remember hearing negative things growing up like oh he ain't got no he ain't got no job he ain't doing (laughs) shit like hearing family members like say little side comments like oh where are you working now and he's like oh well i'm a dad you know i I work with the kids. I make sure that they know how to read. I make sure that they're watching the right programming on television. Raising I make them. sure that they're learning how to wash dishes and f- cook for themselves yeah. and make up their bed. Like he's really taking care of the home. He's the homemaker and she's the breadwinner. And they've always been very comfortable with it yeah. from what I know. Yeah. 
I don't know what they got going on in their <laughs> personal life, but from what I saw growing up with them in my life as a child, mm-hmm. it always seemed to work really well for them. Yeah. And my aunt seems very happy in her career life, and he seems very happy being the father That's and a stay-at-home great. dad. And I just think back to like the comments that people outside of their relationship make, and I'm like, damn, like they really give him no credit for raising four kids yeah. and making sacrifices to be able to travel for his wife's career and make sure that she's meeting her goals um in her corporate setting yeah you know he sacrificed a lot by not working and choosing to yeah of course to go off he could have done anything his children were not neglected yeah because like what if they were both breadwinners them kids would have been at home by themselves yeah (laughs) so yeah there was a struggle i think that's so ironic though because On the opposite end, women have always had that role and it's always, it's never, sometimes, okay, like, <clears throat> sometimes women love staying home and taking care of their children, but I think the overall stereotype is that it's demeaning, like they hate it. Right. So at that point, it's like, okay, so now, now we're in the same, we're in the same place we were right. on the flip side. So Cause like, it's not necessarily true. Some women really enjoy being homemakers yeah. and some men really enjoy being breadwinners. Some men enjoy being homemakers. Some women enjoy yeah. being breadwinners. I think we hold ourselves back yeah. from this shit. We circumvent it to the, to the ends, to the ends of the world based off of, and I think we came off of this topic um, in lieu of speaking of like celebrity relationships like Quavo mm, and Sweetie like I heard talking yeah. about last week and how everyone wants to emulate things like that and regurgitate that but in reality y'all are just it's just like a, it's a simulation where you're just playing a role that you think you should like you're but you don't necessarily want that no, right. one, no one wants that that's what's crazy but you want whatever it is that you want and that's what you should do. And that's do, what it should be. No matter what society is telling you is mm-hmm. proper behavior. And me and my boyfriend just talked about this last night. Nigga, we're living in a damn purgatory. <laughs> like, <laughs> none of this shit is real. Everything is simulating. Everything is. And the way that society is detached. set up across the world is we're being told what is acceptable. And some people are conforming to that. Mm-hmm. So then becoming like this big ass computer world you know what i mean mm-hmm. where everyone's being programmed to be who they are instead yeah. of really being who they want to be yes and i believe the person that we see ourselves as even though we might not look like that person or feel like that person in this moment that's who we are yeah and we should be consistently making choices to that align with that align with that <laughs> and not with what the fuck you see on the internet? Right. Because that shit is fake. Exactly. So that brings me to um, marriage. Because on the yes. internet, I've been seeing a lot of conversation around marriage. And is marriage misogynistic? I think it's the biggest lie they told me. Traditionally, marriage is misogynistic. Men and women. Like the heteros. <laughs> yeah, the heteros. There's something wrong with us, y'all. I say it every week. The gays, um, they're doing it big. <laughs> uh, but in the same to... breath, like I was telling Tay before the show, like when we were brainstorming, like gays may seem, I, I don't know, non traditional. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
we perfect. may seem non-traditional, <laughs> but the same issues, deep-rooted issues, nine times out of ten, misogynistic, misogynistic issues are brought over just because that's it's it's so deep, right? So even when we decide to be with someone of the same sex, we're still performing these the same shit but back to marriage so no 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 we need to go into that first we'll get back to that later <laughs> okay so <okay>. misogyny <laughs> in non-hetero normative relationships and same-sex relationships it's the same thing like it's it goes it's so it looks so many different ways from people i'll speak specifically mm-hmm. um personally from people asking me okay so are you the man in your relationship honey is that is that what you do? <laughs> do you wear the pants? Am I the man in my relationship that is a same-sex <laughs> so relationship with a woman? Who's the man in this woman-on-woman relationship? Let's think about it. No one, nigga. <laughs> it's a same-sex relationship. Yeah. Anyway. Or let's say we're out. Me and my girlfriend, right? Right. We're at dinner. It's time for the check. I, it's it's literally comedy watching the waitresses and or the waiters decide who they want to give the check to because I feel like that's where that comes from. They always want to give it to the person that's more masculine presenting, or they have trouble. They're always like, okay. Sometimes I see them like like look at both of us and it's like, put it down in the middle, you dumbass, dumbass. <laughs> or they won't. Sometimes <laughs> they won't even acknowledge me and they'll only acknowledge her. Mm. Sometimes they'll only acknowledge me. You know, and you know, it just depends. But I know that's where that comes from. It's I've seen that shit so many times, right. not just with her, but you know, that happens. In, that's crazy because that does happen in hetero relationships. Where if sometimes when my server is a woman, she'll only acknowledge me because she doesn't want me to think something's happening between her and my man who she's never <laughs> met before. Like wow. what? <laughs> or they'll only acknowledge him because they, you know, feel like he's the man, so he's gonna pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's very interesting. interesting so the the spectrum is always there um people always think that domestic violence does not happen in same-sex relationships mm. because um i guess when you think about domestic violence it's uh, always a more masculine kind of situation the man is usually or that's what people think in, in their, their minds yeah um the, a man is beating a woman or being you know abusive towards a woman but that's not always the case as we as we should know like i don't know there's always the other instance and especially if you don't have a man and a woman yeah especially when it's same sex and i hate that because it's it's very violent like i've read too many situations and cases where women have died at the hands of another woman because they were in an abusive relationship like violently and it's not taken as seriously because they're, oh, not both, at all. they're both women and they should be able to hold their own mm-hmm. trash. Very, very dangerous. So, you know, those are those are just like some of the different things. But even when it comes to expectations in a relationship, when it comes to sex, when it comes to um, intimacy, like even I've met I've dated women who have not received flowers I've dated women who've never been asked on a date and planned, you know, has, you know, have actually been brought on a date. Like, oh, hey, I planned this for us. We're going to go X, Y, and Z. Uh-uh. Some women haven't experienced that just because they're more masculine presenting. So women feel like, oh, or just, you know, their experience has been women feeling like they shouldn't 
or can't whatever that's about there's some there this to the extent i've heard so much things someone asked my ex i remember she telling me if she really had a period what the fuck is wrong with y'all <laughs> like oh i forgot you had a period like <laughs> strange i'm a woman <laughs> mm-hmm. and even if i was okay <laughs> No, because I was about to start getting into trans rights and non-binary rights, and I was about to get real. It gets it's so deep, y'all. Like people can't even the concept of masculine like, women yo. not being gay is like, whoo. Yeah, I was gonna say I often see I often meet women who are masculine presenting who are not in same sex relationships and don't have a desire to be, and some are and actually in will. relationships with men. People will have a whole shit over that. And I also meet masculine <laughs> presenting women who are in same-sex relationships who consistently get approached by men. Yeah. Oh, in a very violent there's, way. That's there's more something violent to that. than. Yes, there's something very deep in that. Very deep and dark. That might be a whole episode. <laughs> I've seen a lot of that in. Woo. Too deep, but yeah, men get kind of crazy. Just period. When it comes to when that, it comes yeah. to just like anything, <laughs> they just can't. Okay, I hope that we move. To, I'm trying to speak positivity. Yes, yes I yes. hope that we move towards a world where women and people can feel safe around men. Because obviously, the majority of men are not crazy creepos, <laughs> but there's enough of them to where it's fucking scary for us. Yeah. Okay, so and we've like, had all these different experiences, you know, like to this point. Like if we've had all these, this is speaking towards people who don't believe men are creepy or, right. you know, but yes. There's statistics and there's data. Why are we point. saying it if it's not true? <laughs> like what makes you think that women just traditionally lie? It's something another man said and they went with it. Shut up. That bitch lying. You right. Like, <laughs> and that's well, all it took. <laughs> so let's okay let's circle back to marriage please 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 um how do you feel about it personally, personally like okay what does marriage do for you when you hear about it and talk about it for yourself in your personal life i love this um question slash topic because at first i really wasn't for marriage because i did kind of fall into the whole mis- misogynistic I guess origins and things and the thoughts around it I was just like I don't I don't like that especially coming from a family where my parents are not married um and my parents my parents been divorced for some time now over 10 years so I did see my parents together but it was not something that I felt good about right um so marriage wasn't on my docket of shit to do at all for a while (laughs) um but now that i'm a more realized person i believe that marriage is something very serious to me um i it is something that i want to do because i think that my family will be better if i am in a marriage and when I speak of that, I'm speaking to like my future children, if and when I decide to have kids. Um, in order to be, um, I guess, comfortable in this country, a lot of things have to look good on paper. And as far as like having a kids, for my kids to be able to go to school and you know do certain things, I do want them to 
have legal guardians to people like legally on paper to where we can go out of the country um you know like different you have you have to be married to do certain things to be able to get certain things in this country and as a person who is in a same-sex relationship i want to fall under that sometimes it does work against women um i will say like i know as far as like getting your tubes tied you have to have your husband there and there's like things like that which i really don't agree with so it it gets kind of tricky but i do believe like in order to give like the best life i want for my family that i should um be married and i would have to be married and i don't mind that right so um what made me think about this is semi moonlight on instagram Mm -hmm. did something where she spoke about or she asked yeah about marriage and like how we how people feel about it and she did like one of those question things and people responded she posted their responses and then she gave like her own explanation on how she feels on it Mm -hmm. my response to it was that in america marriage is a business like oh it is completely Mm -hmm. there's something they've made it so that legitimizing your partnership Mm -hmm. with paperwork Gives you access to certain benefits. Yes. Like you just said. And so my response to that question was, business is business. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> but it's true, though. You're so right. That's what it was. And it, it still is. Nothing has changed. Right. And I think for me personally, I don't actually feel that way. Yeah. I think I just said it because of, like you said, there's a lot of deep-rooted traditions and issues with mm-hmm. what marriage has become. Yeah. The white dress to represent purity. Mm-hmm. The man putting the ring on the oh, woman's finger. Yeah. Virginity. Yeah. Saving yourself for marriage. Yeah. Um, the taking of the last yeah. name the, that's yes the t- that's the sole reason why i didn't even want to get married because i was like my daddy is ain't, the hyphenations he, the taking of the last name what is the purpose of taking my daddy's name oh yeah also having to give your children the last name of your husband who only, said that only that's just like traditional things you know mm-hmm. i personally believe so my daughter's name is zora I'm not even going to say her name on here. She has my last name and his last name. Gotcha. Um, and it's not hyphenated. They just like are her names. Gotcha. I didn't want to put her government out there because it's none That's of y'all fine. business. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> and I, when I was at the hospital, I don't know who said it to me, but someone was like, are you going to give her his last name? Because y'all aren't married. And I was, you know, I just had a baby. So I'm just like, (laughs) I I wasn't high or anything. You know, I hadn't been on any, I didn't take anything. They gave me like a pain pill. Like, that was it. Like, but like, I wasn't on anything. So I I remember it vividly, but I can't remember who I was talking to. But after you have a baby, you're just kind of like floating. Like you are literally (laughs) like, just like, I don't know if like your adrenaline, like, I don't know what it is, but I just can't remember because I was just cloudy but someone said to me are you gonna give the baby his last name because y'all are married 
And I was just thinking, that's her whole father. <laughs> of course she's going to have his last name. They're related. Yeah. And I want people to know that they're related and I want her to feel connected to him, especially because he's actually in her life. Yeah. And he really wants to be in her life regardless of what our circumstances are. And even though we're on good terms and we probably will be forever, it was just weird for me to think about. Yeah. I guess because you ain't never been in that situation. Shit. Yeah. And then also, I've never thought about marriage. Yeah. Growing up, um, I think there was one time where I like planned my wedding. <laughs> and I was probably like 10. I never did that. Show. I drew my wedding dress. First of all, still have it. It's That's bomb. crazy. Um, <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no, like a bitch was designing. And it's still very, the, the, the silhouette is still relevant, baby. <laughs> Don't play with her. I designed the wedding dress, drew it out and everything. With me in the dress. Wow. Yes. Um, like my physical That's body. How I wanted my physical body to look as I'm gonna I got I'm going to start older. doing that shit. Very crazy. I drew myself in the wedding dress. I drew my, like, the way that my wedding would look. I drew, like, wow. I wrote all the, I did a diagram, like, these are fresh flowers. Where is these this are, picture? These are lilies <laughs> on this table. It's at my grandparents' house in Illinois. These are lilies on this table. All the tablecloths are white. Mm. All the chairs are white. They are not folding chairs. They are actual chairs. Like, literally, yes, like, putting chairs. little notes on everything. <laughs> that It'll be in the backyard of some beautiful-ass white house. Like, the grass will be completely green. Yes. Like, there will be no yellow grass like literally wrote <laughs> there will be no yellow grass um you had a vision yeah and you know i was from georgia so all we have is yellow grass <laughs> <laughs> this was at a time where georgia was in a drought too oh god so like now we have some, sure greenery, some yellow but grass remember when we were like fifth sixth grade mm -hmm. the grass was yellow baby especially in stone mountain Latonia. <laughs> it wasn't no sprinklers out there yeah um so yeah, I remember myself drawing out my wedding one time and then just like never looking back at it. And as I got older, I decided like, oh no, I don't plan on getting married. Like yeah. it's not something I'm focused on at all. People will ask me like, no, I don't really have a desire for it. If it happens, it happens. But it's not something that I put, I've never put a lot of emphasis on marriage. Yeah. I've always put a lot of emphasis on relationships, friendships, family ships, and intimate relationships. But, um, yeah, I've never, I always knew I would have a partner, but I never put emphasis on getting married. But now that I'm, I have a child with my partner, it's important for me to like celebrate my partnership. Yeah. Um, for sure. I don't, I think I want to get married now. Yeah. But I just don't, I, I didn't think about it enough. Yeah. In my adult life. And I'm think, like, maybe I should just refer back to my notes, my 10 year old <laughs> notes. Revise little. I love that. Yeah. I've never had that dream. And I think that definitely comes from my parents. Um, I just, they were always bickering in short. Right. So I've never seen, I've, I have barely seen them in love and you know celebrating one another in the in their love i've seen their wedding photos but that has yet to give me any type of inspiration or right. anything you know it was, it was just fanciful to me yeah but it was like honestly i grew up thinking like i'm never gonna have time for a marriage because i know i'm gonna be doing some bomb ass shit right so 
Who cares what a marriage, uh, uh, wedding looks like? Who that's that's always how I felt. Like, exact same. Like, I was like, I'm not going to put a lot of emphasis on this yeah. because I'm going to be too busy living life. Yeah. And I think back and I wonder, like, why did I sit there and plan out my whole wedding at 10 years old? Because it's something we're is taught. Is that something I wanted or was I taught that? Was That's I taught that I was supposed to have this big ass amazing wedding? Like, was, like, yes. I'm 10. Movies, TV. Yeah. Say yes to the dress. Magazines. Yeah. It's always to the point where it's like. You know, you get that question asked right after you have your child. Right. Or. It's like, can I just leave the hospital first? Yeah. Before I have to think about like marriage and mm-hmm. my child. The fact that my, I told you my parents are divorced, right? Right. My brothers went on a trip with their school to Alaska a couple years ago. Wow. And they needed my dad's permission. Not your mom's permission? No. It was kind of strange to me, but you know. Oh, actually, I lied. This was to go out of the country. This was when we were going on. It was vacation, actually. And in order to get their passports approved by the country, to get it notarized, she had to have, he had to sign a notarized letter saying that he approves. And is that because? They were married. They were married and at some point mm-hmm. and they were divorced and now do your brothers have his last name? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what it's it just is. the four of us. So I'm I have to think about that. Because I'm getting Zora her names. passport. I'm getting but Zora that her alone, passport and he's gonna have to sign it too. It can't just be me. Yes. Wow. But that alone was infuriating for me in an example of how marriage can be <laughs> This Wait, is my that stomach was just... growling. <laughs> that sounds like I haven't it was eaten right today. The mic. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna pull the mic down so y'all could hear it. Um, but no, it was, what? It was I'm just sorry. upsetting because I was like, okay, so what if, what if this man did not exist? Like, what if he was one of those fathers where he just didn't want to be around? Are they never until they're eighteen? The country, right? Until they're eighteen. And because, you know, I'm growing up and learning this type of stuff, I was just like, yeah, this shit is for the fucking birds. Because all they want, all the state wants is control. It's just a, it's a system written by men who wanted to further perpetuate this patriarchy. So there's shit like that where it happens. Or, you know, you got to get your husband's opinion if you don't want to have kids no more. Fucking... With like, the passport thing, I feel like that's with that's like because people have tried to like leave the country with their children and never come back, and then the person who's I get also it. responsible for the children doesn't get to see the children anymore. So I get I think, that, but they're divorced at the end of the day. So shit, if if that was the case, you can come see them at any point in time. But I don't. The whole permission thing makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I feel like when it comes to kids, like even in the situation, I'm sorry, even in the situation, if he, if she was to take them, I feel like is the state even gonna go to the lengths to even protect get them back? Yes, sure. yes. Yeah. Like you have this in place, but are you gonna even? What if she was running for a good reason? Right. Exactly. Are you even gonna try to figure out like if she was being harmed? Yeah. If the children were being harmed? Right. Yeah. 
But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Those that was a good point because I literally <laughs> didn't even think about that. That was good. Okay, so honestly, I think this is a good point for us to kind of move on. We hit every. We hit one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight points. <laughs> On our that. list, we hit seven points. A good combo. Look at us. That was amazing. And we have, it was even a deeper conversation when we spoke yeah. on Thursday. But, you know, we had to shorten it for y'all. But um, <laughs> our DMs are open. Well, mine are. Yes. Please tell us how y'all feel about. <laughs> she wears a pants podcast mine on Instagram. Yeah. You can and just do the podcast if you don't want to bother either of us. Because <laughs> it might be one or the other. Um, but, yeah, let's move into our aha moment. So our aha moment is ask her anything moment. Yes. Um, so basically this is a part of our podcast where you can ask us anything and you can send your questions to our DMs at SWTP podcast on Instagram, or you can just, um, you know, if you know us, shoot us a text, ask us for advice and we'll ask it live on air if you want us to. Yes. But for now we're using Reddit. There's a section where people ask women questions and we're using that section to kind of help you all out and give you all some advice on things you may have struggled with. Ask away, Tyrone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So our question this week, it's a little different format than our normal questions. Um, So this question uh, actually comes from a man. uh, And he asks... And he asked, I am a man, 21 years old. I have been told by my friend, who is a female, uh, that I have been a creep to her and other other women in my life. I feel incredibly guilty. Is there a way for me to come back to this? Do I need to go a little deeper? Or you no. Just gonna... So, okay, we all know what the hell he's talking about with your weird asses. <laughs> um, if you don't know what he's talking about, just um, we will... You can go to Reddit and you can find this question. <laughs> Type in those exact words; it'll come up. I don't know. Just imagine. I don't know what some creepy things men do. Okay, so I can I can speak to this because there's a situation going on right now in a group of people that I'm connected to. I won't even say they're friends. I'll say they're acquaintances. Acquaintances. <laughs> and um, there's a guy who's been accused of sexual abuse. And he's typically operating within gray areas. And other women have told him, like, hey, like, this situation made me uncomfortable. And he's consistently not holding himself accountable. Yeah. And there's several women, like, I know three of them personally, maybe four. Yes, four women personally. And then there's another woman who is accusing him of this sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, he's just always operating in spaces where women are too drunk to consent or he's too drunk to consent or the people around are on drugs and something funny happened or he's not owning up to the fact that he like caused someone some emotional pain by making certain choices in a situation that they're both going to be affected in things along those lines lines. lots of blurred lines lines. and i think that there's a lot of men who (laughs) no honestly robin thick because that's what the hell his weird ass was talking about oh my god that's oh my god weirdo okay so let's talk about the blurred lines right If you're always operating in a space where lines are blurred, there's not like true consent happening or true consent can't happen because of intoxication. You are 
putting yourself in a compromising space. And it's terrible because you can't come back from it. So with this young man, he's asking, how do I come back from it? You cannot. You just have to learn and you can only, move better. Right. You can only move on from it. You cannot come back from it. Outside of an apology, right. which I think is given. Apologize but. within a time frame that is suitable for the victims yes. or the victim. You know? Yeah. I don't know how you're going to go about that. You can make that decision based on who you're dealing with. But apologize. I think he's in a better space than most men that I've right. uh, encountered or seen because men don't take responsibility for shit like this right. a lot of times. He's literally openly typing like, I've done this thing and I'm wrong. And he also mentions that he's seeking therapy, which Love I that. think is like a really, really important thing to do mm-hmm. in these kinds of situations um, because... Really, it's about you. Yeah. You have to heal. Mm-hmm. The other person who's been victim, who is the victim, unfortunately, now it's their responsibility to heal from what you've done to them. Yeah. And I think men should definitely take this advice because I've noticed that a lot of the times women are like, we don't want to teach you these things or blah, 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 blah. And men are like, but we want to know. <laughs> And of course, like we're traumatized. So it's like, I don't want to like go through this with you. So yeah, I think that's a great moment to go to therapy and unlearn some things. So then you can learn some things and then try to apply these things. But I don't know when it comes to women, the men who don't uh, like taking responsibility I I just be like why, <laughs> right? We like why we you're attracted to women? You. you live. We live in a world where we need women. Like why not? Why do you want to be this person? Right. But I guess that's a, a aha for another nigga another and day. We have <laughs> to learn to not be complicit with these things. If yeah. a guy is being creepy, even on the lowest level, if he's looking at you in a way that you feel is making you uncomfortable, make him aware. Yes. If you can. Or make someone else aware that can make him aware. Yes. Hey, what you're doing is creepy and it's making people uncomfortable. Stop doing it. Mm-hmm. And then they can make the decision from there to change their behavior. But if they don't, they need to be held accountable. Not yes. only by, by the people in that space, mm-hmm. but like, you know, by the people closest to them. Anyone who can hold them accountable, even if it's niggas that don't know them. Yeah. Somebody needs to hold them accountable, if, especially if they're not going to hold themselves accountable. Yeah. What I would say to this young man, get, continue to get therapy. Mm-hmm. Apologize if you can. If you can't, move on. Mm-hmm. If these people don't want to talk to you anymore, rightfully so. Leave them the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. And do better. Heal the relationships that you do have with women. Your mother, your sister, yes, your aunt. that was earlier. Um, yeah. The women that are still in your life... Heal those relationships and try to have conversations with them that are not... Try to have platonic relationships with women before you try to have... um, Before you try to take it any further than that. Mm -hmm. Even with going on dates, even if it's not going to get physical. Like, if you're acting in a space that's like... I think you made such a... Oh, I love that you said... I don't know if you said it 
on air, but earlier you mentioned that correcting those relationships, those other relationships with women in your life will also kind of correct, I guess, how you approach women as far as outside of familial, you know, ties. And I love that because it, it works for everyone and for anything like at home is where you learn those core values, Mm -hmm. whether it be with your mother, with your father, you know, like, or whoever your guardian is. Yeah. And how you end up treating these people, how you form relationships with these people, how you approach these people, respect them is nine times out of 10, how you're going to go about forming those same relationships and I think it's a great place to start. Yeah. A lot of the times when women, I mean, men talk about women, it's like, okay, so do you talk about your mama like this? It's crazy. That's what I'd be wondering. Like, who is your mother? They probably do. They probably hear someone else talk about their mother like this. And I hate that. Very sad. I hate that. That's why it's super important if you're going to be in any type of relationship, um... That it's like super duper 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 important for you to just like heal yourself. Mm-hmm. Healing yourself. I th- That's why I think everyone should be in therapy. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone should be in therapy or have some sort, sort of situation where they're talking out um, issues. And I don't mean unloading on a, you know, person that did not consent to you unloading on them. <laughs> Someone who is professional and can possibly give you feedback. Yes. That's what needs to be happening. Um, I I also just wanted to just add, I think that another like uh, actionable piece of advice from this that you kind of touched on a little bit um, is just being clear in your intentions. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because in this example of a guy kind of gave like he just he didn't know what to do with these women. He just followed them around and hoped that something would happen. But Mm. um, yeah. Yeah, you, you spoke to just being clear in intentions early and giving people the choice of whether they want to continue relationships right. or not. So in this specific situation, this guy decides that, like, he's socially awkward. So he decides that, like, instead of talking to women or, like, having to start the conversation, I'm going to just, like, stare at them until they say something to me. Mm. Or I'm going to, like, if they walk to a certain area in the club, I'm going to walk to that same area, too, and kind of stand by them. And if when they're leaving, I'm going to walk out and try to spark conversation while they're leaving. So there'll be less pressure. Very, very, very problematic tendencies. <laughs> I was got, I was getting stalking. tense as you were saying it. Right. Like, it's, it's literally called like stalking <gasps> a person. <laughs> um, what you should do is not stalk people. I really don't even know how else to say it. And um, if you're socially awkward or you're awkward, that doesn't mean that the behaviors that you're having aren't harmful to people. You still need to be self-aware or you still need to figure out how to become self-aware in some way. Because although that gentleman did not mean any harm, he caused harm. Yeah. That's what happened. And I think this is the main, the main like meat of any type of uh, abuse that goes that happens in those blurred lines like intention although you did not mean to you can say that you didn't mean to but that's not the end all like we have a lot to 
overcome from there and although you didn't mean to does not mean there is not something that you should be taking accountability for right so yeah just because you're awkward doesn't mean you're not harming people <laughs> yes but okay. he's like he's half he's halfway there he's I halfway like self-aware someone made him aware and then he decided to take accountability yeah, he's actually distraught he yeah. sounds distraught <laughs> yeah he should be he's tripping he was definitely tripping for sure i've had situations like this happen like there was this guy that would like do this to courtney a lot yeah I think you may have been there for some of it, but there was mm. this guy that used to just like stalk Courtney. And like, I don't think he meant to harm, cause harm, but it was fucking scary. <laughs> like literally standing in the club, like staring at Courtney yeah. anywhere she is, he's trying to be by her. And like, he told some friends that he really liked her and he just wants to talk to her and he's awkward, but it's like, bro, fuck no. Like, it's literally so weird. Yeah. And like, he he actually ended up getting cussed the fuck out and like kicked out of a party. Because yeah. he was like, literally just like standing behind her everywhere she went. And it was just getting so scary. And his friends were like, hit us up later. And we're like, he didn't mean to hurt her, blah, 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 these things. And my boyfriend just ended up talking to him. Yeah. Going to him and talking to him and being like, hey bro, the shit you're doing is fucking weird. This is why it's weird. Stop doing it. Like, wow. just don't fucking come around if this is how you're gonna act. Shout out to Darian. Yeah, shout out to him for doing that. Um, Cause what the fuck, bro? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's our aha moment. That was a good question. A good question that um, got some good conversation. Of course, we could dig deeper here, but we <laughs> won't. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I hope I hope men kind of look into this. Like mm-hmm. being introspective is like half of it would solve so much. If more than one person is telling you, no, honestly, if one person is telling we'll you them. that there's something that you're doing that's b- creating uncomfortability with women and you're a man and you're attracted to women reflect 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 seek help yes and ask more questions and apologize genuinely yes mm-hmm. yeah i was so, about to say something that was gonna take us somewhere else <laughs> we'll save it for later yeah okay so let's get into our books yes okay okay so our book recommendations i have a good one that I'm literally going to buy once we're off of air. Okay, so it is a book by a black woman. Um, her name is Quay. And she wrote a map. Um, excuse me. I'm speaking way too fast. She wrote an affirmations book. And this is not something necessary that you may read. You have to do a little bit more work. Um, internally, of course. But yes. Um... I've been, I guess, lately in a space where I have to kind of do a little bit more work as far as like my self-confidence goes and like affirming myself. So I'm definitely interested in buying this book and it's called, I'm giving all the information about what the name, apply when necessary or where, excuse me, apply where necessary. A book of daily affirmations and personal truths. Um, her name is Quay. Quay. Quay Ills on Instagram. But Apply Where Necessary has its own page as well on Instagram if you want to purchase. But yeah. Um, I like to write affirmations on my mirror using um, a dry erase marker so I can like always see it. I'm into that kind of stuff. But yeah. 
Wow. Yes. So my book recommendation, kind of along the same lines. Look at us all cohesive today. Um, <laughs> this book is written by Darice Wilder, and it is called Literally Show Me a Healthy Person, a novel. Mm. And I have not read this book yet, but I do plan on reading it. And basically, this book is... Um, it was recommended to me by Jacob, um, who is my sister's boyfriend. And basically, it's pretty much blurring the lines of the written word literally show me a healthy person is a portrait of a young girl or woman or something like it pretty much pretty pretty much trying to figure out like am i super fucked up like because i have like these self-diagnosed mental issues and diagnosed mental issues and like is and these mental issues are taboo or not taboo, but these mental issues are rare apparently, or like yeah. only diagnosed people are crazy Yeah. when really there's like all these other people who are like not perfect. And like the things that they do to harm that cause harm to themselves and other people are just like normalized. So like show me a healthy person, literally show me a healthy person is basically, um, pressing the idea that there are no perfectly healthy people yeah mind or body mind or body and that is because we live in a world where we're constantly being fed information that is trying to program us to conform to a certain to perform basically information and food yeah to perform in a certain way all of it to look a certain way and yeah literally show me a healthy person i love that the like, premise of it sounds great it's something wrong with all y'all niggas <laughs> is what i would have named the book <laughs> yeah. but yeah i haven't read it but i'm excited to read it and i just wanted to recommend it to you all because jacob said that it was really helpful to him so yeah that sounds like a really uh grounded book yeah i try to think of shit like that when i'm like <gasps> all anxious about I guess myself and mm-hmm. you know things of the world but I just be like yeah niggas ain't shit so ain't nobody shit so I'm crying let me just join the group so yeah <laughs> check that out y'all check out both these book recommendations <laughs> um thanks so much for tuning into She Wears nice, Pants thank y'all yet again again I am Tay and I'm Fede follow us on Instagram like share and subscribe and check us out on YouTube at Pussy Power and we out